Last week on This Is Gonna Hurt, our heroes fought tooth and nail to repel the assassins who slaughtered their shipmate Grayson, and after the brutal fight came to an end, the adventurers found themselves arriving at the great port city of Valon. Will the adventurers discover the reason for Grayson's murder, or will they run into even greater obstacles and foes in the new city? Grab your off-brand adhesive bandage, because this is gonna hurt. Hi everybody, welcome back to This Is Gonna Hurt. Uh, this is a 5th edition D&D podcast. We have five strapping young men here ready to play some fantastic D&D. Woo! Just would like Hello. to say before everyone reintroduces themselves, uh, most of us actually recently purchased these wonderful sets of dice from Norse Foundry and these fantastic figurines from Hero Forge. So thanks guys for making such great products at a pretty reasonable price. Pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Lisa. I like it. So, you're cool. I'm going to start to my left, and if you could, reintroduce yourself with your name, character's name, class, and fun, fun fact about Dean that you like. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Alex. I play Korath, Stoneblessed Orathane, and I am a Goliath Paladin. And what I like about D&D is, uh, I like hanging out with some cool dudes. Aww. Only I could find some cool dudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's one d six burn damage. <laughs> oh no! Dang. Oh, that's rough. Nah, I love you guys. That's rough. <laughs> whoa, whoa, love. All right, all right, all right. I'm Steven. I'm playing Brimley Coral Baloran Olaward. He's a little feisty gnome wizard. My favorite thing about D and D is that you can do whatever ridiculous thing you want, as long as you know your DM is cool with it. <laughs> yeah, consensual between the DM and the player. Exactly. It's got to. Is have it ever though? <laughs> it's that way, not the other way though. The DM can just do whatever you want. Yeah, I suppose. Anyways, uh, my name is Jeremy, and I'll be playing uh, Lorthamar Theron. He is a high elf fighter. Uh, my favorite thing about D and D is character creation. As these guys around me know, I love to create characters. Lots of them. And I switch between them all the time. It's kind of frustrating, but hey. Kind of? They, they deal with me. It's fine. We just never get attached to your characters. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Owen. I am the DM. So I play all the characters and the land and the weather and everything and time. Um... My favorite thing about D&D is probably the role-playing, which is why I try to put in a good amount of role-playing into this campaign. Um, I like fighting, too, but when you're DMing, the role-play is the best. Enough with me. That was funny enough. <laughs> it's all right. This is America's Funniest DM. Uh. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. My name's Craig. Um, I play Windar Cathesis, formerly known as Kitty in his homeland. And he is a dragonborn bard. Um, my favorite thing about D&D has to be the actual storytelling and being able to literally create something and have it unfold in front of you with a group of cool people. And if everyone's on the same wavelength, everyone can pretty much see the same picture. I think it's pretty dope. Agreed. All right, everybody. So again, my name is Owen. I'm your DM. Uh, 
I want to recap a little bit about what happened. So spoiler alert, if you want to hear it for yourself, go back and check out episode one. Um, if not, here it goes. So the four of these guys, these four adventurers found themselves on board a ship. Does anybody remember what the ship is called? The Leaping Wolf. The Leaping Wolf. That's right. Good yes. job. A lot of stuff unfolded. Uh, they killed some goblins. They met some people. There was an old man that they, you know, talked to a little bit over the course of their 13 day voyage. And they watched uh, him get murdered in the midst of the, in the middle of the night. They watched the like the first happy. mate. Yeah, Craig wasn't happy. Um, they watched the first mate, Gallandan the elf. They saw him uh, missing an arm up against the uh, the railing of the ship. Is he dead? Is he alive? Um, they don't know as of this moment. Um, does anybody remember what uh, like random, not random, what um, obscure thing you found on Grayson, the old man's body? A tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Can you describe for me what the tattoo looked like? Do you remember? It was like the Jesus fish, but instead of coming to a point, folded back inwards. Right. So it's it was kind of like a fish. More vertical, so it an almost angular. looks kind of like an angular, uh, like um, breast cancer ribbon. Yeah, um, and then on the inside it. of the the diamondy part was a circle, and they found that on Grayson's body, and then it glowed blue for a second, and then it kind of like fizzled off of his body and disappeared. The attackers um, had the same tattoo, except it had a scar going through it. Uh, so yeah, let's just pick up exactly where we left off. So the the sun is coming up. You see the city of Valorn in the distance. Um, Grayson is dead on the floor. Gallandan is, is bleeding out, um, up against the rail. The, the crew is freaking out. What do you do? All right. Um, oh my God. Every, everyone's like freaking out. We need to control the situation. Um, someone help the sailors. Can anyone stabilize Gallandan? Just, he, he doesn't have an arm. I, I can give it a shot. Go for it. All right. Well, give me one sec. What was a 16 to... I guess medicine, right? Medicine's yeah. a thing. Yeah. So 16 on medicine. Sounds good. Yeah. You, you managed to, you know, rip up some uh, cloths and things like that and, and, and um, make it a tourniquet around his arm and, and try to stop the bleeding. Is it a tourniquet or a tourniquet? Do you remember anybody? I mean, I the remember. word is tourniquet. So if you have okay. a tourniquet, yeah, you made a tourniquet. tourniquet. Yeah. Um, stop the bleeding. Uh, you know, you know enough to like put a cold rag in his head to try to like, you know, get the shock down or whatever. I don't know enough about medicine. <laughs> you're, you're doing okay. Or Thank DM, you. everyone. Thank you. And so he seems like he is going to Dr. DM. pull through. Uh, what does everybody else do? Uh, Windows going to look for his arm because he kind of needs that. Yeah, it's kind of like laying next to him. Uh, severed off. Is there uh window shouts? Is there any ice on this on this ship? Uh, Anywhere? You see the you see the captain, Captain Tin Toscobble, the halfling uh, captain of the ship. You he pipes up for the first time. You like see him again. He's like, no, no, no. He's just like totally in shock. Doesn't like this something of this magnitude has never happened before. He's doesn't even know how to react. He. All right, Windar walks over to the captain. Put he puts his hands on his shoulders, and I'm rolling for a, I guess like a charisma check. Can I do that? You're trying to like calm him down. Yeah. To like just. Are you trying to calm him down? Like. No, like scare the crap out of no, him, no, like intimidate, or are you trying to okay peacefully? Because like think about it. There's this dragonborn bard that just he died, came back, you know, and then persuasion. He like he Probably. just he killed people. He came back from the Still dead, and he's a dragon. And you're scared. 
Would you want this creature laying his hands on you? <laughs> I probably me. I'd poop a duke. <laughs> I can't. You lie. can you can persuasion check. Okay. Him. Okay, so I'm gonna go over just peacefully approach him. I'm gonna roll against you. Can I assist? Twelve on. Or can I do the same thing? Sure. If you so the way assisting is gonna work here is you can roll your d20. If you get above a ten, you'll add plus two to his roll. So I got it. I rolled a twelve. Um, well, twelve okay. with my well eight plus twelve. Eight plus four, and there we go. I can't math right. So you have a twelve. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, you're trying to assist. Don't worry about trying it. to assist. So I would add my, I'd add my charisma modifier. Yes. Okay. Well, your persuasion. That is a fourteen. You didn't need it anyway. Um, he he's uh, super persuasive. He's very yeah. He he's you he basically. You you talked enough sense into him that he's like you know breathing deeply and he's he's calming down. Captain, Captain, can we? Just get us to shore. Oh, we'll take care of everything. The, sh- the sh- ship's running in itself at this point. And you just, the ship, you just keep on moving. What do we do about him? And he points over at Grayson's lifeless form. Well, uh, at this point, I think out of respect for the dead, Lorthamar is going to just take a, a uh, sort of... Not like blanket, I guess whatever you could find on the ship closest to him, and kind of lay it over him, and kind of say uh, something to the effect of in El- in Elvin, of course, you know, rest rest in peace, my friend. Quick question: Were there any um, bodies of the cloaked figures on board, or did they? Yeah, they're all they're all there all too. still on the okay. the ship. Um, Brimley, Brimley unconscious still? <laughs> no. Oh no no no! no Brimley, no, Brimley's away. Stabilized me at the end. Yeah. Of Brimley's away. Um, so Brimley is going to, after he stabilizes, um, Galandan, he wants to go around and kind of like pick through the pockets of all those okay. looking dudes. Okay. Um, they have nothing on them. Wow. So they have like black tunics, black cloaks, black masks, and, um, essentially katanas is like what their swords are. What like. their masks look like? Um, no, just like, um, Close. not like a ninja mask, but a, a, a essentially a ninja mask, like, you know, like black <laughs> fabric covering up their mouth and you know covering up most of their forehead okay i'd like to take one sounds good quick question what did you have one mundane scarf <laughs> shadowy warrior mask thing. mask thing and it smells like his breath Da-na-na-na. and he didn't that. he didn't push his shadowy team. warrior mask thing nice <laughs> Be level 20. Hey, uh, Craftsman, can you upgrade this shadowy warrior mask thing for me? I want to... Oh, we have a bunch of those. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Quick question. You want to do something else before you're getting very, very close to shore? Yes. Um, To the the docks, I should say. Did Grayson have any possessions with him, like a bag or anything like that? No, so he had a bag full of, like, old robes and things like that, but Mm -hmm. he was traveling very, very light. Window goes over to his his body, and he surges it. Okay. yeah, no, seriously, that's really all he's got. Like, he's got his robes. Um, he's got his robes. His He had one bag, that, which had, like, you know, three outfits in it for, like, the 13-day voyage. But other than that, he, like, he had no money on him or anything. He was trying to be very anonymous, apparently. Okay. His window just does not have... He just feels weird about this whole thing because after, as everything just unwinded, he kind of he kind of realized that Given the kind of whoops, sorry. Given the kind of ship that this is, it's a merchant ship, it's not a passenger ship. He figured that if there's four extra bodyguards hired, 
that's okay because you're guarding goods. But this old man is here and he's not. He didn't really offer any kind of assistance, it seems. And if Gallon Dan insisted that we have that he have four extra bodyguards, why? Is there a connection between Gallon Dan and the old man, mayhaps? So as um, what's your face again? Windar. As Windar is thinking these thoughts, uh, you pull up to a dock and the you know, the sailors, the crew members, you know, they're trying to lasso those big wooden logs that stick up on the side of of uh, I should have uh, did some really research, should have did some research on my my dock terms <laughs> the pier and, and everything and so I you see the mooring <laughs> there it is the bow you see the city of Valorant in front of you so this is obviously you're pulling into like a dock and warehouse district similar to the one that you left from you know just as far as you can look down uh, you're in a huge bay um, lots and lots of docks um, warehouses and things like that and so you are you pull in and yeah so you pull you that's it you pull up to the dock the um the captain comes up to you still clearly in shock and says um um i i wasn't going to, to, to pay you but i feel like you you saved us so here and he holds out just like a little box, like a little wooden um, like chest. And he just like holds it out at the four of you. Korath grabs it. All right. So Korath, you get this chest. You can flip that card over when you look inside. All right. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, that was a very dramatic. <laughs> uh, and, and so um, he just like he he the captain looks at Grayson's body Um he kind of you see him like looking around for maybe somebody else and um, not finding them. And he just kind of like um, just kind of backs away into his crew and just kind of like bids you goodbye. Um, he's like, you know, that was crazy for him. So, yeah, so you're up against the dock. Where's Gallandan at this point? Are you looking around for Gallandan? Yes. You can't find Gallandan. Who was the last person who saw him? Leaning up against the railing of the ship as Brimley was uh, wrapping up his arm and putting a cold towel on his head. Compress. Compress, yeah. Yeah, so Gallandan is apparently nowhere to be found. Is his arm laying around? No, his arm's gone too. Brimley killed him! (laughs) (laughs) You actually multiclassed an assassin, didn't you? (laughs) At level one! (laughs) These guys are still level one. I didn't say that. Um, Hey, hey, Tim! Do you know where Gallandan is? Oh, Tim! Tim! Tim with an N! Sorry! He... He literally, like, hears you, and he... You still see him looking around, because he's confused as well. Never mind, buddy. You do you. Window looks over the side of the ship. Uh, yeah, so if you look out on the docks, you'd see, I mean, you've, I, I don't know that your characters have been to like a dock district before in a city, um, but you see more soldiers than you would think. So you see like tons of soldiers and they are like fairly well equipped too. They've got like, there's, you, you, if you tried to like quickly count, you'd probably count like 20 or 30 of them um, all in this one dock. They've all got like red, uh, red plate armor on with these like goldish yellow cloaks, um, helmets with like big, you know, a big plume of yellow feathers. Um, every one of them has a halberd um, in their hands. Like there's just like a lot of guards. And in the distance, like past them all, you see a uh, carriage 
that's like very ornate and uh, richly designed and decorated. So these aren't standard city guards. No, you can see in infantry. the distance in the warehouse district, you see like guys with spears and, and shields and stuff with like chainmail armor and stuff kind of walking around looking like guards. These look very um, heavy infantry. Yeah. Okay. Like private army status. Yeah. Kind of like that. Like you, they just they don't seem like they fit with yeah. everyone else in the in the area. Um, they have a presence to them. There's uh, merchants around. As well, yeah. I mean, there's people, you know, bringing crates and things in and out of warehouses. People unloading boats. It's like a very. Uh, this is um, kind of like uh, early afternoon. So this is like a really busy time right before everyone's going to take off for lunch. So it's bustling. You know, this you see so many people, uh, mostly humans and things like is, that. Is there one guy that looks like he's maybe in charge of the rest of them, or do they all kind of look equal? No, nope, all the soldiers seem pretty equal. Okay, so Brummy's going to walk up to the nearest one and be like, "Hey, who's in that carriage?" He stone face doesn't even acknowledge can, your presence. Um, can I roll like an investigation check to maybe try to see if I can figure out using some like clues? Around, Just like, like everyday knowledge to look for Gallandan or no, to figure to look, out what the, what the carriage is all about. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess so. I would also take a history check. Excellent. Uh, I rolled a 19 for investigation. Um, I got a 22 for history. Sorry, 22 for history. 10 for history. And I'm not even going to try. Nice. <laughs> so anyone, anyone that got higher than a 15 on either one of your checks, um, I guess for investigation, you'd know, like, in the world you live in, in the world you come from, like, whoever is in this carriage is not just a big deal, but, like, huge deal. Um, history, even though you brimly spent a lot of time in forest, maybe you had, like, some history books or things like that. I mean, he you do recognize the red and yellow coloring as the coloring of the royal family of Etrune. The red and yellow, or the okay, yeah. And Valorn is a city. In Valorn the of Etrune is the port city in the country of Etrune. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so the royal, someone in the royal family is visiting. Presumably. Presumably. Firmly <laughs> so, still in front of the uh, the guard guy. So he's, he's still going to try to keep talking to him. Be like, hey, hey, I know I'm small, but I'm right down here. Wimbley. Any, any Wim help? Wimbley. Yeah, yeah. Come here. All right. What's window, up? Window kind of gathers or motions for everyone to come, come together. This is kind of weird. I can't <laughs> lie. There's, there's this huge per procession. Convoy. <laughs> convoy is good. Of, of power. Someone's trying to make a statement. I don't know why. As you but say the word statement. So the, the soldiers just kind of like snap into action. And like I said, there's like, I don't know, 20, 30 of them. And they form like two lines. They're standing shoulder to shoulder and they create kind of like a hallway for, you know, like right for you to walk down, essentially. It's like, that's their trigger word. <laughs> statement. <laughs> just really quick. I feel like Windar is a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Great. He's a bard, man. That's true. He's, He's trying to unlock the hidden history of the, the at, cosmos. At that reaction, I kind of like, like, at the ready, like, I basically, I, I kind of think we're getting attacked at that point. So I'm like, kind of like, okay, ready to draw. Are they facing in towards like the hallway that they just made? Or are they facing out? They're like, facing in towards the hallway. They're facing. Right, um, Brimley's going to try to stealthily get up like in there between the gaps and like see like who's coming down. You don't even need to. The door uh, of the right, carriage cool. opens and two figures come out. 
the first figure to step out, he's a human. He's probably, I don't know, mid his mid thirties. Um, just based on, you know, his, his, uh, physique and his, you know, his skin and everything. He's probably in his mid thirties, but he has snow white hair, like white, white. Uh, he's got these crystal blue eyes. He's wearing these white robes. Um, just like a very imposing figure. See, he's the first one to step out. And then out of the carriage comes a boy. He's probably like 13, 14 years old. Um, he has light blonde hair, kind of like Alex's hair color. Um, blue eyes, uh, vest, uh, dressed like, you know, exquisitely. And as so me and (laughs) what a hipster thing Uh, to say. No, no. it's his boyhood version of you. Um, and so as he, as he steps down from the carriage, um, he says, Oh, Oh, Oh boy. I, I'm so excited to see my uncle. It's it's been so long. It's I believe it's been ten years since he left Etrun. Ten years he's been away from my family. I, I can't wait to see my uncle. And the two of them start oh, no. slowly walking down the hallway of soldiers. If any of you could give me a history check, I want you to hold on. I want you to roll, but I want you to roll about a specific one of the two of them. Okay. So I'll let each of you I got roll a, once. I got a twenty-four. I want to go for the older dude. Older. The like the guy in his mid thirties. Yeah. So the older guy in his mid thirties, uh, you see, maybe this is what cues you in. You see, um, actually a tattoo on his neck and what this tattoo looks like, it's, uh, it's all in purple. It looks like a, like a solid purple circle. And then it has four lines. I'm going to draw it for my guys, but I'm going to describe it for you listeners. Don't worry. It has four lines that come out from the center. And then it has the outline of four purple circles. So it looks kind of like that. Okay. okay. I'll put that on Instagram. Is this a um, very tattoo centric culture? Uh, it could be. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, so he's got this tattoo on his neck. You recognize maybe the tattoo. Maybe you just recognize him um, as Aegisar Rorak. And you know that this dude, he's not royalty, but he's one of the like most powerful mages like in the known universe. Um, so powerful that he's one of the 12 personal guards to the royal family or the, the 12 hands of the monarchy. And so, like, seriously powerful. Anybody want to roll about our little friend? Natural 20. I'm going to go with the nat 20, Jeremy. Sorry. Can I, ju- can I just say, on the ride or like on the voyage over to Valorn, mm-hmm. Windar was conversing with Grayson about like just everything so i guess if that plays into it yeah absolutely um if you had waited i might have given you like advantage even oh, well. for, for doing that but you you rolled a nat 20 so <laughs> who can argue with you the dice um it's a 22 altogether so while you don't know his name because you know that there's a lot of them um you know that he's a member of the royal family he looks um if you've ever seen any Etrunian money. He looks an awful lot like the guy whose face is minted on their coins. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, not exactly like the guy whose face is minted on their coins, but maybe like a younger version, like perhaps they're related. Um, you don't know his name. Um, but yeah, and so the two of them, they start walking towards um, walking towards you through the, the gaps in the, in the soldiers. 
And at that moment, Windar picks up one of the true coins and realizes, Whoa! Whoa! Trippy, man! Oh my god! Windar's like, just... He's, he just gets this sickened look on his so face. The, so the boy starts just running forward through this, and he's like, he's like, come on, Aegisar, come on, I want to see my uncle! As he's running away, Aegisar says, Prince Callum, wait, slow, I need, I need to protect you! My liege, slow down! And he just, he's just running... And he actually comes face to face with you, and then Prince Callum looks up at you and says, "Who, who are you?" I, I have a question for you, my liege. And Windar gets down on one knee. Oh, oh, so polite. When <laughs> 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 fun fact, Windar does come from royalty. Not, not well known for my way to give away that so. spoiler. <laughs> fun fact, everybody. None of the characters know it, though. I know. <laughs> so, right, so he looks at you. He doesn't recognize you. No <laughs> offense. No, that's fine. Because <laughs> I didn't give away everything. Just that little bit. But Window looks up and asks in a very... In a very concerned tone. Is your uncle's name Grayson, by chance? Great. No, my, my uncle's name is Aberstall. He was supposed to be on the ship. He's kind of an older man. He's got beard. Not much hair on the top, though. At least that's the last time I saw him. It was about ten years ago. It's been a long time since I've seen Michael. I'm so excited to meet him. Oh! Did he have a tattoo on him? I don't believe so. Must be a different guy. <laughs> Let's get out of here. What do, you, what do you mean, different guy? What, what happened? Where, where is my uncle? And he pushes past you. And he runs up the ship, and he runs up the gangplank, and he's just looking around, and he's, Uncle Ibersoul, where, where are you? Don't pick up the blanket. <laughs> really, really say that? Awesome. That just made it so easy for me. So what? What? And he picks up the blanket and he just drops to his knees and just puts his hands in his face. And Aegisar, just uh, Aegisar Rorik, the older guy, just books past you um, and runs up under the ship and just like kneels on one knee and puts his arm around Prince Callum, clearly um, consoling him. You've done it once again, Gnome. You've done it once again. Windar collapses. And just, he can't. And so, Aegisar Aegisar, uh, stands up and steps off the ship and and comes up to you very, very uh, forcefully. What happened? We were hired to watch over the ship and guard it. Good job. Yo, the hostility. Happened in the middle of the night and of the night and before we can get to the top deck, the old man. I'm sorry, gnome. Is the death of the king's older brother a joke to you? I like this guy. (laughs) Um, Brimley's gonna kind of shift into like hide behind Korath a little bit, like get behind his legs like a little puppy. Tell me everything that happened. We were ambushed. By who? These. Speak clearly. By whom? (laughs) We were ambushed by these shadowy figures. And before Grayson, ours, what he called himself, died, one of the figures said, your your darkness will not pollute this earth, this realm pretty much. You are, you are, you are misquoting him. That was when I, I I stabbed him with my rapier. Windar shoots like a gnarly look at Lorthamar and he's not happy with you. Like he's like, he's 
Nah, he's like, oh, I want to see teeth. this fight. It's going to be great. Mind your mouth. And he turns back. Um, and so, um, Aegisar just looks at you. Do you have anything else to add? He had a tattoo that fizzled out after he died. Fizzle. I, I, I don't understand the riddles you're, you're saying. Well, what are you, what are you even saying? He had a, this tattoo on him that. Did, can you can you can you draw the tattoo? Who had, is there a stick? Is anybody a bard? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, w- I don't know if he really says that. Window <laughs> unsheaths his longsword and draws the design in the dirt. Um, okay, and so he actually pulls like a tiny. Uh, he pulls um, this book out from like his back satchel. Um, this like pu- the cover is like pure white. And he opens it up. You see, like, actually, I guess only Brimley would really notice that, like, the pages, like, almost illuminate with, like, magical goodness. Ooh. And and he, no, even you couldn't. It's, oh, like, man. very wizardy. Oh, okay. um, and he pulls out, a, pulls out, like, a little um, pen, not even a quill, like, a little, like, metal rod. And he just, and he kind of copies down the, the thing that you, you drew in the dirt. And he closes his book. Um, and he says, so he turns to you and he says, I... I don't know what else to say. I can't, I can't quite take you in for questioning. You, you did your best. Don't go far. Don't you leave the low city. I have one question. If I have more, more questions, I will come and find you. Can, can I ask you one question before you leave? What, lizard? Did you happen to know this is the first mate on the boat? First mate? Uh, uh, Aberstall was keeping his voyage quite secret, even from the royal family. He had he had many enemies. There are many enemies of the royal family. Because this fir- this first mate vanished after trying to defend him, and we can't find him. Can you describe him for me? Well, he has one arm now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty hard to miss. One arm. You find quite a few characters like that here in the Low City. Is there anything else you can remember about this first mate? His name is Galandan. Galandan. He He's an elf. elf. And he and he takes out the the little metal stick and he writes underneath the symbol. He writes Galandan and he writes a little question mark next to it. Um, I must return to my prince again. I'm allowing you to leave. Do not leave the low city. And he turns and he walks back onto the boat to go sit down next to Prince Callum again. Hey guys, where's the medium city? Well, I want. <laughs> We're not going there. I want to. I, I just want to say before you. we part, like just as a warning. The men who killed your friend here had the same tattoo scarred with a slash through it. Mm, and he writes, he jots that down in his book too. And he keeps walking up. And we killed them all. Everyone. <laughs> he rolls his eyes at you actually. He looks and he goes, and he just, he just keeps walking. <laughs> um, yeah, so you just kind of stand, uh, left standing alone in this kind of hallway of soldiers. Uh, they're all actually like seem frightened by the the uh, the presence of Adesar. They all were actually looking quite like nervous as he was losing his temper. So yeah. So hey, hey guys, so should we find do? some lodging? We're we're all pretty tired. I would. I agree. It's been a long day. So they're gonna look around and try to find a place to sleep. Let's get the hell. Out. All right. So as you're walking off the. Doc, can you all roll me a perception check? Ready? 
Yeah, I would just start with Jeremy. That's a crit fail. Ooh. What's yours? I got a 20. Yeah. 12. Yeah. You don't add anything to it, right? Um, if you're proficient with perception, you add your... Oh, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, so it's just 16. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm actually going to use Jeremy. This is actually a retroactive uh, perception check. So as you're, you're going, maybe you're just like fiddling around with your clothes and like adjusting things. You actually find a small note kind of tucked between some of your clothing. It's folded once. So I, I take it and I look at it. And so it says, meet me at the howling dog. And then there's a picture of a little leaf. And then there's the Etrunian symbol for, for G right in the middle of the leaf. What, what's G. the people in dogs? Who and do we so know with a G. And as soon as you read it, meet me at the howling dog, the little leaf actually glows green. And the, the whole piece of paper just catches on fire and it burns up in your hand. The adventurers have found themselves in the middle of a conflict between powers clearly greater than their own. Will they be able to unravel the mystery in front of them, or will the world of intrigue among the higher class in the country of Etru prove to be too much for the heroes? While you're waiting, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GunnaHurtDnd, and feel free to email any comments or questions to ThisIsGunnaHurtInfo at gmail.com.